Podcast. Do we feel separate to God or do we feel we are one with God? If we now see that the process is the outcome, we start to be able to export from this place of happiness, contentedness, joy, bliss, love, rather than having to gain it outside of ourselves first to feel enough. We start to remember our power, our enoughness, our happiness, our joy, our bliss that's inside of us all the time. And we now step out into the world exporting this, right? We become the source of it. And through this activation of this baseline bliss, this happiness, this contentedness, this inner groundedness and joy, we remember what we are. The truth and the real reality and what you actually are is you are a cosmic container of love or you are a cosmic love antenna. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Welcome, beautiful beings, to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna. This is your weekly installment of your inner connection to your outer expression where I, your host Harrison, set the loving intention of pulling back the space needed to dive into and and move through the layers restricting health, alignment, and love. And today you found yourself on another solo episode with just me, just your host, just the beautiful Harrison here talking today about why you are not separate, separate to what you ask separate to God, divinity, source, your power, etc. Insert your higher power word here. But today we're going to get deep, we're going to get spiritual, we're going to get mystical. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to give you a thesis and an experience and a perspective of mine to help you come back to a deeper truth. But before I get into that, I just want to share some love share some gratitude if you're tuning into this show if you're new to my voice it's so nice to have you a part of this community if you are a returning guest it's very lovely to have you here today thank you for being a part of this tribe remember that ways that you can support this show support this community support this ever-growing frequency of love is by sharing this episode out with some friends with some family members, with some lovers. If you get a lot of guidance and wisdom out of this chat today, you can also go over to Spotify and Apple, leave your reviews, your feedback, your your wisdom in regards to what has come up for you on these episodes. That helps the show as well. And finally, remember that you can also go over to Facebook now and join the Cosmic Love Antenna Facebook community and tribe over there where I post a lot of extra content, more coaching, and uh, the other souls are part of the tribe also leave their feedback. So we'd love to see you over there. With all that, I want to give a quick little overview of what is ahead just to really respect your time today so you know what you're getting yourself into. As I said at the start of the episode, today I really want to answer the question and and prove to you and show to you why you are not separate to God, to divinity, to to the higher power that is really you, right? What does all of this mean? I'm going to provide, I'm going to break down the issue. I'm going to break down the truth from my lens, and I'm going to give you a solution. Well, not just a solution, many solutions to come back to this truth for yourself, this relationship with God, right? What does trauma have to do with all of this? 
right? What do your emotions have to do with all of this and a whole lot more. So join me for this ride today. And it's a really a, a pleasure to have you. I can feel your energy already. Before I get into all things today, I want to share a quick little review here from the beautiful community that is you. Right, As I said at the start, this is a way that you can support the show. And this beautiful review and piece of feedback is from the wonderful Oriel Williams and Oriel states, Harrison is who he says he is. Just had a fantastic experience being a guest on Harrison's Cosmic Love Antenna. We had a dynamic conversation about all things 5D. Was left with the direct experience that Harrison is a Cosmic Love Antenna himself. His podcast is named perfectly. His antenna is tuned and all the way down through the chakras from deep into the earth and into the high heavens. He radiates, receives, amplifies, and broadcasts love. So grateful for this experience. Well, Oriel, thank you for your beautiful comments, my friend, and thank you for sharing your experience, your perspective, and your love that you had on the show. All right, beautiful beings, with all of that foundation set, let's get into our show today, and let's get into the first section of this breakdown of why you're not separate is I'm going to break down the issue. What is the issue here? Right? Why is this even worth discussing? <laughs> And in my opinion, the reason that this is worth discussing is that I myself and I've noticed the people that have come into my world that I've got to work with, that I just observe in general, there's a lot of souls out there that are looking to come back to their power, to come back to their truth, to find their voice, to find their passion, to find their purpose, to heal and transform and I would ask yourself, one, if you fall into this category, some part of you, and two, why is this so intrinsic, a part of us? Why is this so common in the collective? And I, a big reason for this is something I would refer to as your Imago Dei archetype. Your Imago Dei archetype, let me break down what an archetype is. An archetype is the root language of consciousness, right? This is how your consciousness within you expresses itself through any given moment, right? So we have many type, types of archetype. The one you've probably heard a lot about, me speak a lot about, is the inner child, right? But we also have the inner mother, the inner father, the student, the teacher, the wise man, the wise woman, the, the, the coach, the, you know, you get the idea, many different archetypes. But the one that is probably foundation and the one above all, is your Imago Dei archetype. And this is your relationship to a higher power, to God, to source, to divinity, to the field, whatever your name is for it. And we can work out how this archetype is expressing itself by asking a simple question. Do we feel separate to God or do we feel we are one with God? Right, and I'll just let that question settle for a second and you can answer it. Because depending on how you answer that question, your life, your relationships, your health, your abundance, your wealth, your steps forward on your beautiful journey are going to be being taken from this place 
a lot of us come in feeling separate. And I would assert that this is actually part of the story of the soul. All right, and I'll probably talk about that a little bit later. But where I think things go wrong is that this separate feeling is exacerbated. Right? It is it is only enhanced and deepened throughout the human experience. And I'll explain more in a second why that is. But this is not the reality. This natural forgetting is again exacerbated and prolonged and emphasized by three very powerful factors here. The first is trauma. And I'm a big fan of, if you've listened to the show before, Mr. Gabor Mate, and I've done a couple episodes on his work. And Gabor Mate defines trauma, put very simply, as disconnection. Disconnection from what? Well, I would assert disconnection from the real truth inside of you, the real self inside of you, and that self being God, divinity source. Trauma exacerbates this forgetting of what we are. We're born into a world that's very traumatizing, right? From the modern life that we live, from the isolation, from tribe and family, from modern healthcare, from modern educational system, from modern government, from modern finances, from modern agriculture, keep going, right? Modern food, modern pharma. There are a lot of big systems in the world that exacerbate and prolong the disconnection from our power, our truth, and our divinity. This puts us as a human from a physiological lens in a fight or flight state. Maybe a lot of you listening can relate to this. Your physical system, your adrenal system, your stress system, your nervous system is in a constant fight or flight looking out for the danger outside of you. So, of course, you're not going to be looking inside. Of course, you're going to be disconnected and traumatized from your truth because you're constantly worried about the thing that's coming to get you. Right, and this this is without even talking about the sexual trauma that most of us experience. Right, and I say most of us because I quote Mr. Bezel van der Kolk from the Body Keep Score. He shows through statistical analysis that the high percentage, you know, I forget, I always forget the exact number, but it's between eighty-five and ninety percent. Eighty to ninety percent of us have experienced some kind of trauma in our childhood, whether it's sexual, like I just mentioned, whether it's physical, whether it's verbal. This childhood trauma is is exacerbating this disconnection and this forgetting of the truth of our power and what we are. Right? Then you stack on the ancestral pain. Right? Another resource I'll throw your way is the powerful book It Didn't Start With You by Mark Wulin. And he again shows the connection between ancestral pain, ancestral trauma or disconnection that is passed on from the parent to the child that as soon as they're born they're already disconnected because of these wounds right i'll throw another one at you past lives right if you've been listening to this podcast for a while you know that i speak a lot about past life trauma 
Uh, and this is separate to ancestral trauma. This is the different lives that you've lived, right? That that hold themselves in your genetic subtle body or your DNA subtle body. And then I would say probably one of the biggest, biggest trauma components here that disconnect us and exacerbate this separateness from divinity and the power that is inside of us is religious trauma. And I'm not saying the beautiful religious mystical elements of all all religions out there. I'm saying the man-made dogma, the man-made systems, the beliefs that are laid on top of these religious foundations that that prolong and sh- and and teach about the sacrifice and the suffering and the sin that if we're not doing those three things we can't meet that god that's outside of us let alone relate to the god that's in us and so that's just the one big component here right the second component that exacerbates this issue of feeling separate is is this pain that we experience and these wounds that are caused from the trauma right these if these this disconnection or this trauma is is suppressed or ignored it doesn't go away but this now becomes pain through the entire holistic system mind body and spirit right you then look at the world at large and how we treat the pain treat the wounds how are most of us and no judgment because i'm right there with you how are most of us treating the pain treating the wounds we're treating them through the symptoms we're not getting to the root right i'm not here to bash any kind of medical system allopathic or otherwise but i am here just to point out the simple fact that most healthcare is symptom based so we're not allowing ourselves to get to the root of the pain of the wound which is the trauma i just mentioned before right we're not allowing ourselves to see that the body keeps score that the body tells a story of our lives we're staying in the mind we're staying in the belief systems and we don't connect again the body to to the challenge right we don't we see that for example if i have a mental health challenge we're, we're only connecting it to the brain and to the head we don't connect that the body if i've experienced some kind of mental challenge or emotional challenge the entire being holds on to the root of that of that challenge not just the head not just the brain but if i experience deep sadness or a deep wound around anger it's going to express itself in the chest it's going to express itself in the gut right so we're ignoring through the pain and the wounds the body component the last piece of this wound element and this pain element is we're also we're not seeing the value of the pain we're not seeing the value of the wounds right we actually believe we live in a universe where not just everything is happening for a reason everything is happening for us but we're not seeing that we're staying in the victim we're staying in another archetype here we're staying in the victim we're not allowing ourselves to see that the pain is a teacher to get us to the root which is the trauma to help us come back to our power so we stay in the victim archetype and I, again no judgment cuz i've been there myself and we're not allowing ourselves to 
receive the lessons and the purpose behind the pain. And then the final component here around this issue, where I've talked about the trauma and disconnection, I've talked about the wounds and the pain. And I would say the last big component that is exacerbating this feeling of separateness to our power, divinity, source, God, is emotional suppression. We don't feel our feelings anymore. Right? I would assert that you are here as a spiritual being to have a human experience and how that spiritual being speaks to the human, one of the ways is through your emotional sensitivities and feelings. But we've grown up in a world where it is weak to feel, where it's invaluable to feel. Right? We have belief systems that treat us, that show us to store and ignore and keep moving, keep doing. It is not correct or it's even weak to feel and to express. Right? We have these personas placed on us and then we take on as our identity. I, for example, grew up in a world where as a man, as a boy, a young boy, I felt weak, I felt less than for expressing my beautiful emotions, my sensitivities. I was too feminine if I was doing that. And I would assert that I'm not alone in this. And it also goes it goes, goes to the other side, right? Women feeling like they can't express their anger because it's they're being too much, too emotional. So such thing as too emotional. Right. So we don't allow the feelings to be expressed. So so paradoxically, at the end of this, we're not allowing the link to our divinity and realness to be felt. We are not our emotions or our thoughts, but they are a way in which our divinity expresses through the physical being, like I mentioned before. So these are, in my perspective, my opinion, why this separateness and this feeling that we are separate from divinity and God is is continuing onwards in our society. Like the forgetfulness is continuing. We don't we don't acknowledge it. Right, the trauma, the wounds, the pain, the treating of the wounds and the pain, and the emotional suppression. So that's the that's the outline of the issue. And as I go forward here, keep feeling these words, right? Because you're most likely you could resonate with some, or if not most, of this. Right, your body will speak to you. <laughs> so let's move on now to, okay, if that's the issue, what is the truth? What is the real reality? The truth and the real reality and what you actually are is you are a cosmic container of love or you are a cosmic love antenna. I'd go back and watch the episode, listen to the episode I did on this. Uh, it was last week, episode uh, 63, I think it was. I talked about the cosmic love antenna, but I'll explain it very simply here. How, how I would define the cosmic love antenna, put very simply, is that you are the container of love that holds the human being that you are. What I mean by that is that we could define this as, from the Vedic perspective, you are the big self and the little self dynamically interacting with all of the power. You are God and the human in one. Right? You are the big self, which is everything. 
God is either nothing or everything. I I prefer the latter, right? So you are you can you connect to that big self with a capital S, right? That is the quantum field. That is the divine. That is the one mind. That is universal consciousness. Whatever your name is for it, and you are the small self, right? You are the ego. You are the human being. You are the 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 individual, right? You are the individual self interacting with the all self or the big self. Right, and you have access to that divinity, to that source inside of you. Right, you are here as that small self, or another way you could put this, you are here as a soul in soul school or human school to learn lessons to expand back to the big self, or another way, so the big self can experience can experience individuality, can experience itself, right? Let me, I'm going to explain this from multiple different angles and you can take, you can feel into this what resonates the most, right? If the, if we are God, we are oneness. And if we are oneness, we are everything. And if we are oneness and everything, we can't experience ourselves because we're literally everything. So, and let me take a quick step back. I want to throw another word in here just so you're keeping up. What is that oneness? What is that God? What is what is that frequency? What is it made of? I would assert it's a four-letter word. It's love. But again, going back to what I was just saying, if that oneness, that God, wishes to experience itself, wishes to experience love, it needs to create an individual expression. Right? It needs to become the small self. Right, love is the connection between is love is the empathic and compassionate connection between self and or other. So love needs to connect to at least one other thing. So this is where the natural forgetfulness comes in that I was talking about before. Right, we need to forget to a degree so we can experience love, so that God can experience itself. Because if it remembered, it would go back to the oneness. So. That is a big part of why you are here, in my opinion, is so that God can experience love or love can experience love. Part of that soul school right, and that love experience is learning all the lessons, moving through the experience of love in all things. right? Love, it's not just experiencing love, but it's experiencing love in all of its reality, the good and the bad, the negative and the positive. That is where the lessons come in. That is where the polarity comes in. Another analogy to throw in here, just to, and my intention here is to explain as many different angles of this truth as possible. So you take at least one. Another way you could view it is the through the breath, everything breathes in and out. So the oneness, as it breathes out, it breathes out and creates all of the expressions, individual expressions of itself. And then as it breathes in, it breathes back all the experiences, all the experiences of love back to the oneness. So love can experience itself. But let me be very clear, as we breathe out, we're still connected to the source. As we breathe out and God makes all of those expressions of itself, it's never lost the connection. 
It's never become separate. So even as the individual human, I still have connection to the oneness source inside of me through my experiences. Right? So that's a, probably one of the biggest points to make very clear here is even though I seem separate and I have a seeming forgetfulness of my divinity, the truth is inside of me and I just need to awaken it. Right? And I awaken it through direct and inner connection with myself right? going deeper into myself and paradoxically coming back to the truth. The other, the other part of this, and I, I mentioned it briefly a second ago, is we're here as the individual expression of that oneness to experience earth school. And we're here to experience it in contrast, in polarity, the good and the evil. Right? Because if there wasn't polarity, again, we couldn't have the experience of connection and love. I cannot know what love is if I cannot know what non-love is or evil is or bad is i cannot know what pleasure and joy is if i can if i do not know the opposite so the evil the bad the the negative polarity is there to have the positive polarity to have the contrast to have the experience right so the separateness is there it is needed to see the unity but i would assert again that most of us are staying in the separateness, are staying in the negative polarity, are staying in the fear, are staying in the evil, are staying in the in the in the feeling less than, feeling powerlessness, right? Insert word here. So this is the truth. In my experience, my perspective. And I'm, I want to be very clear here. I'm not I don't want to project this truth onto you. I, I purely want to provide it as an option and I want you to feel into it. I want you to feel and how does this how does this relate to you? Right? You'll know. Right? You'll know if this is a truth or not, because that's how I've come to this conclusion. Something inside of me resonates deeply with most of these components, if not all of them. Right. That's why I'm trying to give as many different ways of answering the same question here coming back to the same truth. So listen to your intuition. Listen to your deeper intuitive sense. And it will show you the way forward. So if that is the truth, and there is an issue on the way to the truth, and coming back to that for a lot of us, what is the solution? What is in the gap and what can we do to come back to this truth if we're not there already? Okay, so this is now where I'm going to go into some tools and some tips and some practices to make what I was just talking about with either Cosmic Love Antenna, with the big self and the little self, with the, the soul school, with the breath of God, the, with the polarity. I'm going to give some tools and some practices to help you move through all of this. Because this is not, again, this is not a one and done, I got it, I'm good. <laughs> no, this is going to take time. And it's okay for it to take time. So let's talk about what we can do. Okay, and some of these solutions, to be very clear, are things I've talked, talked about a lot on the show already. I'd recommend you go back and listen to the particular episodes, especially, particularly around the inner child and ancestral healing 
chakras. Some will be a little bit new here. And I'm going to try and add new lenses to the topics I've talking about a lot. Okay. But again, if you need more deeper dives, go back and listen to the specific episodes on these practices. Okay. So the first tool here, solution to coming back to the truth, moving through the separateness is of course the inner child. And why? Why is the inner child so important, inner child healing? Well, inner child healing helps us move through that trauma disconnection. Right? If we recognize that part of the issue of not feeling our connection to our divinity of God is trauma, specifically one of the components, childhood trauma, then now we can use the inner child to heal that. Right? We can be the solution. Right? A big part of inner child healing is being the parent, reparenting, meeting the needs that were not met. Right? For example, if a big part of your childhood trauma was being left out to cry, right? Not having being left out to cry, but le- abandoned or rejected or not tended to, not given the support, not given the touching, not given the guidance, not given the the, the actual opportunity to actually grieve and grow with unconditional love, then now we can step into those shoes. Now we can reparent and meet those needs ourselves and thus start to reconnect back to ourselves. And through this reconnection of the inner child healing and the trauma healing, we now start to remember our light, our divinity, our power. But I cannot overemphasize how big the inner child healing is. I'm not going to go too deep into it because like I said, done many episodes on it, but I just want to encourage you if you're new to inner child healing, this is step one, in my opinion. If you're going to start anywhere to come back to your divinity and to feel your non-separateness from source, inner child healing is your place to begin. Following on from there, and actually I'll just say one more piece. The inner child healing will help you move through the sexual wounds. It'll help you move through the physical wounds. It'll help you move through the verbal wounds, the religious wounds. Okay, because that, that's how it's going to remedy it. Right. And moving on from here, the next tool and solution is ancestral healing. Right. So breaking the patterns of disconnection or trauma from our past, from our ancestral line. Right. Coming back to our truth that has been left in the darkness from ancestral patterns, religious, sexual, physical, verbal, from our mother's line, our father's line. Right. Let me be very clear with my words. You don't need to do all the things. You don't need to heal all the ancestral wounds, all of the inner child wounds to start feeling your divinity. It may be just one. Right. But the ancestral line, ancestral healing can be a very powerful way that we can start to reconnect and heal the trauma, move through the wounds, see the purpose behind the pain. Right. I've shared before on this, on this show, I've healed some of my, you know, money wounds, my abundance wounds through my my father line. And I've seen that start to reflect and connect back into my my divinity and my truth, right? And how money and finances, that type of abundance is a reflection of our divinity. Right. And by healing ancestral wounds, where you know, being very specific here, 
I am. My grandfather grew up in the depression, so he has a lot of limiting beliefs and thoughts and 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 uh, understandings and programming around money and abundance, finances through that ancestral healing that I've healed and moved through. I've not only connected back to more abundance, but I've now through that abundance connected back to my divinity. Right, so that's just one example. Right, other examples could be again religious trauma down your ancestral line, sexual abuse, rape, right, sexual shame and guilt. Remember that your sexual energy, your sexual center, is another pathway to your divinity. When we're in an act of sexual union with someone, ourselves or another person, what are we doing? Going back to what I said before about what you are, you're in an act of love. Right? You're in an act of connection, which is part of your divinity, part of your power. So when we heal sexual ancestral wounds, then we reawaken, reconnect to our sexual energy and thus our divinity. And we don't feel separate anymore. Right, last example here before I move on is the physical wounds from our ancestral past, the physical trauma that has been suppressed and ignored, the physical abuse that's been suppressed and ignored. We can now be the breaker of chains of this and release and heal through the dense physical body, stop the body keeping score ancestrally and allow our divinity and truth to come through. Okay, so I hope that's clear with those two tools here in a child ancestral healing. And again, I would go back and listen to those episodes for more specific practices with that. Let's move on. Another one I've talked about a lot is chakra attunement, connecting back into your energetic system. But specifically in relation to this topic today, what it helps us do, I talked before about how the wounds and the pain in our body is exacerbating this exacerbating this disconnection and forgetfulness of our connection to our divinity. Well, the chakra can help us, the chakras can help us get back into our body. Right? They can help us feel the different areas of our being, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Right? Each energy center is a holistic bridge. Right? They bring the emotional, mental, physical, and phys- and spiritual together. Each energy center represents this in a different way, right? The solar plexus brings in the gut and anger and your identity and your power, right? The throat brings in your truth, your expression, your thyroid, right? Your sacral brings in your sexuality, brings in your creation energy, brings in your sexual organs, your womb, brings in your connection to guilt and shame and releasing that. Right? Just examples here that get us into the body, that help us feel our emotions, that help us overcome belief systems and thus awaken and remember our divinity, power, and truth. Right? So if you've not used the chakra system and done chakra activation or chakra healing or chakra release, this is a powerful solution and series of practices and tools that you can use to come back to your connection to source and to overcome the separateness. I I don't just say this as someone who works with this tool and that applies to the ancestral healing and the inner child healing. I also say this from my own experience, from my own journey into myself. I've found that the chakra system 
you know, has been a way that I ignite my sexual energy. It's been a way I connect back to my identity. It's been a way that I can express my voice and my truth, open my heart. And each of these components has brought me back to that divinity. Okay, so hope that one is clear. And I'm being intentionally brief on these topics because, again, I've talked talked a lot about them, but I just I cannot not speak about them because in relation to the truth of what you are, they are the they are the branches of the tree that come back to the root and the foundation that we need. The next solution here and the next practice and the next tool that you can use to really awaken and remember and overcome the disconnection, the trauma, the pain, the move through and awaken, come back to your emotional sensitivities and thus your divinity is meditation, is the tool of meditation. And I'm going to break down some reasons why. Why this simple yet powerful tool can overcome this illusion of separation. And the first reason why is what are we doing when we meditate? What are we what are we opening? What are we accessing? One of the things we're accessing is through the Vedic perspective something called your baseline bliss. And what this is, is the, the inner deep state of contentedness, of happiness, of joy, of I'm enoughness, if you want to use that as a word, that is always inside of us. When we meditate, whether we're using through using a mantra or a guided meditation or like the chakras I was just using talking about before, we get to a point of not turning off our thinking mind, but actually going beyond it. What do I mean by this? What I mean by this is how when we meditate and we get start getting proficient with it, we get to the point where, and maybe some of you have already experienced this, where we forget that we're thinking. We forget that we're thinking and we actually disconnect from the thoughts. We don't turn them off. They keep going. But we actually disconnect from the identity and the process that is thinking and we come back to our baseline bliss or our baseline happiness or our baseline beingness. I would refer this to what I spoke about before as the big self. We disconnect from the identity of the small self and we connect into the big self. And the reason this is powerful is now we start to see what that container of love really is that we are or that cosmic love antenna is that we really are and it is one of love it is one of again bliss happiness joy contentedness here in this present moment not in the future not in the past here in this present and we now again from the vedic perspective we now see that the process is the outcome. We start to be able to export from this place of happiness, contentedness, joy, bliss, 
love rather than having to gain it outside of ourselves first to feel enough. We start to remember our power, our enoughness, our happiness, our joy, our bliss that's inside of us all the time. And we now step out into the world exporting this, right? We become the source of it. And through this activation of this baseline bliss, this happiness, this contentedness, this inner groundedness and joy, we remember what we are, right? We move through the world being present, allowing our truth to express itself, allowing our divinity to express itself, allowing our frequency of love to move into any situation we walk into. This is what meditation helps us do. This, if you take away all the extra layers, this is really why we're doing it. So we can release the stresses of, of daytime life, right? But to come back to this fundamental truth, and this fundamental truth is connected to our divinity, is connected to that illusion of separation and the truth of what we are. So by meditating, you get to this state. And I'm not saying this is a one and done Again, you're going to get to this straight away, but this is where the practice and the devotion of meditation comes in. And this is not a this is not a a suffering and a sacrificing and a painstaking practice. No, this meditation practice is joyous, is blissful, is calming, is relaxing. Yes, you have to be lovingly disciplined with it, as in you have to keep keep it up. But then once you're in it, right, you're starting to feel all these things. You're starting to feel the love. You're starting to feel the bliss. You're starting to feel the happiness. You're starting to feel the contentedness. right? Because where does all the suffering come from? It comes from when we identify ourselves by the thoughts, by the beliefs, by the small self, by the ego. That's where the suffering, that's where the fear, that's where the, that's where the separation exists. So through meditation, we're, we're coming back to our truth. Right, and moving beyond a lot of the components, the trauma, the pain, the the lack of emotional sensitivity. And that's in another side of this. The more, and I've experienced this just so deeply in my my journey, the more time we spend in this meditative state and coming back to the big self, we become more sensitive, more emotional. And this is by far not a weakness, by far not too much. This is the, the pathway and the bridge back to our godliness, our divinity, our power. Okay, so I'll land that one there, but that's, okay, just meditation. <laughs> that's your tool here. That's your next practice to start implementing. Okay, two more, two more tools, solutions here that I want to share in overcoming this, this illusion of separation and coming back to our power, our divinity. The next solution is purely being held or seen or heard by another. Having a reflection be held for you. What do I mean by this? When we connect to a person, so if it's a friend, if it's a family member, if it's an intimate partner, if it's a practitioner, a coach, what are they ultimately doing? Right. How does that? How do they connect into everything we've talked about today? Well, how they connect is that they are another piece of the self that we are. They are another piece of the big self. 
They're another piece of the God, the oneness that we are. So if we are in an intentional setting with this other piece of the self, what we are ultimately allowing them to do is to be a mirror to come back to our truth. A big part of the trauma, the disconnection, the pain, the the lack of emotional connection is we become identified by our belief systems, become identified by our negative thoughts. We become identified by even our emotions. We don't allow ourselves to feel. We don't allow ourselves to overcome the thoughts because we become them. So now when we are being held and seen and heard and, and felt safe by another person, we now have the opportunity through them as the mirror that they are to come back to our real truth, our real reality. And what is the real reality is that we are powerful, is that we are divinity, is that we are more than those thoughts, more than those emotions. We are the container of love that holds them. So just to summarize this, the solution here is to allow yourself to seek support from another. If you're feeling stuck in the small self, in the fear, in the separation, in the ego, then having another person to reflect back you to back to you the light that you are can be a way to overcome this. Right? We move beyond the limitations that bind us. And this can come in many forms. Just to, just to wrap this piece up, this can come in many forms. Right? It can come through family. It can come through friends. It can come through your intimate lovers and partners. It can come through professional like myself, a coach, a doctor, a therapist, a practitioner. But you have to allow it. You have to make the choice. And it's not a sign that you're failing. It's not a sign that you're weak. It's not a sign that you have you are broken. Nope. It is purely just another step back to the truth of what you are. And finally today, the last tool, the last solution that I want to share with you to come back (laughs) beyond, move beyond the separation, come back to your power, your truth, your divinity, your godliness, is your powerful heart space, coming back to your heart, spending more time in your heart is is what what I've categorized and summarized this as. And what do I mean by this? Well, your soul, your spirit, your power, your truth, your divinity, the source that you are, it is all of you. But I've noticed in my experience, my journey, my teachings, that it spends the most of its time in your heart. Your heart chakra, your heart space is more than just another energy center. It's more than just an organ. It's more than just an area of your body, it is a deep and powerful portal and dimension to the multidimensional light being of love that you are. So when we can spend time in the heart, as Rumi says, we the longest journey we'll ever take is from the head to the heart. When we can spend more time here, we can now move beyond the illusion of separation. We can move beyond the ego mind. We can move beyond the limitations, the thoughts, the beliefs that I was just speaking about in the prior point. Right, Your truth, your power, your source lies in your heart. 
So a simple tool and tip here is actively making choices from here rather than making choices from the ego or the mind. Right, if we can do this, now we have an option. Right, one of the easiest ways to start doing this, or two, two of the easiest ways to start doing this is one, visually dropping into your heart when you make choices, right? Closing your eyes, imagining your energy, your consciousness dropping down into your heart space rather than from your head and your mind. But two, another way to do it is repeating an affirmation that I that I think is powerful beyond words. And it is the affirmation before you make a choice, asking, what would love do? What would love do now? What would it look like to make the next choice from love and connection rather than fear and separation? I'm at business, I'm at my work, something is stressful, something is tense, what would love to? I'm having an argument with a partner in my, in my relationship, what would love to? If I'm looking to connect deeper to my friends or I'm looking to overcome a challenge with my friends, what would love to? But we can start to use this affirmation in all of the choices that we wish to make. And every time we make this choice from this heart, we connect deeper into our true nature and our true nature is not just one of non-separation, is one of divinity, is one of God, one of power, one of source, one of love, one of light. So using the affirmation, dropping into the heart, we can start to really attune ourselves and start to become more powerful in making choices from love. And the more choices, the more time we can spend in this love, the more time and more practice and more time we can feel connected to our non-separation our divinity again out at the truth the power of what we are so this is a tip and a practice that i use a lot and i'd recommend you start purely with what we'd love to or visualizing yourself dropping into the heart and what you'll start to notice is that there are many many layers of the heart space. A meditation and a practice I do with clients is going into your heart temple. And your heart temple is a vast area of consciousness that you can learn to visit and do a lot of inner work, but that it will be an episode for another day. So that really summarizes here now the solutions, summarizes the truth of what you are, and summarizes the issue. And my intention today was to really give you a really in-depth hypothesis and explanation and overview of why we feel separate and why we're not separate, why this feeling in my perspective is not true. And I hope that you've really opened your heart to this. And my hope is that it's resonated deeply. But if it's not if it hasn't resonated deeply, if it, if it hasn't hit you and you're still confused and this is, hasn't helped at all, that is also beautiful, right? And know that you're loved regardless, right? And, and, and just to be honest, it, this may not be right for you right now, right? And that's okay too, right? If God is unconditional love, God says yes. So you are loved regardless. And I want you to know that. So wrapping all of this up, I would encourage you not just to listen to these words, 
if they have resonated today, if they have hit a space, if they have helped you move through this illusion of separation, one, ask yourself, how does this make you feel? But two, what action can I take today? What, how can I start to embody this? How can I start to express this? How can I start to try some of those practices? How can I share this with people? Let me know how you go. I'm always open to thoughts, your comments, your perspectives, your further questions around this. You can always reach out to me on social media, through email, or through loving reviews, feedback. But just make sure that this isn't just a one and done thing. If it has hit you. You are here in soul school, as I mentioned today in the episode, to move through these things. So take this opportunity today to do just that. Remember that you're not alone. If you're looking to implement some of this stuff more deeply, these elements more deeply, these teachings more deeply, this is really why I do what I do in the world. <laughs> if, if I had to summarize one of my big reasons why, this is one of them right, to move past this illusion of separation. So if you're looking to do one-on-one coaching with this kind of work, I'm only a message away. But with that, beautiful souls, I'm wishing you love today. I'm wishing you light. I'm sending you so much power and, and, and potential from my heart to yours. Until next time, here on the Cosmic Love Antenna, I'm wishing you a beautiful evening, morning, and afternoon. But I love you very much, and I'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid.